This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Well, hello there and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm Joe Rimmer and I'm joined today by three fine gentlemen to discuss what is going to be a very, very busy week. And it has been a busy day already. Uh, on my far right is the tall man, tall Paul Ghost. How are you? Yes, Joe, I'm all right. Uh, busy day, busy week, as yeah. you say. Um, start as you mean to go on, I guess. Here's Connor Dunn. Hi, Connor. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. good. And on my left is Matt Addison. Hello, Joe. How are yeah. you? I'm good, thank you. Um, enjoying your loan spell? I am indeed, yeah. A busy busy week, I think, today, uh, from today onwards. So, yeah. exciting times. You're like our Stephen Corker, aren't you? <laughs> Stephen Corker. <laughs> well, he's, not that, he's not that bad. <laughs> James Milner, I was described as last week. So, uh, <laughs> we'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Take James Much Milner better. all day. I'll, I'll take Milner. How, um, how are we feeling? You two were both on our Christmas night out on Saturday night. It was, um, I've got a two-day hangover. Two-day hangover, I yeah. I at 6am yeah. and I was in here for yeah. half eight, so... Yeah, well, you do... I don't know how you do that. It, <laughs> no, it's, live I'm, the dream. I'm not actually, I wasn't actually too bad for some reason. I managed to get away with it. I felt all right on Sunday, mm. which is strange, really, because now my hangovers, once once I hit 30, it was like, that was like... It's end so of days. grim when the lights come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's dark and it's light outside. <laughs> right well no one wants to hear about our, maybe they do want to hear about our, our work night out um, we'll do, might do a special let's record a, Sadly, a special a lot to get through yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we've got a hell of a lot to get through we'll, so we'll start with the Champions League draw uh, Liverpool drawn against Atletico Madrid um, very interesting do- draw Gorsi mm-hmm. do you think it was the toughest perhaps Liverpool could have got I'd say so I think a lot of fans would have preferred Real Madrid maybe a chance to even a score from from Kiev and Real Madrid are not the force that they were two or three years ago. This one is a little bit more difficult in terms of Atletico have had the same sort of system and manager in place for quite a while now. And Diego Simeone, he's very intense, he, he drills his players, he's got a superb defence. The people are going to have to break them down and, and Atletico scratch and claw for everything. And they are a very good side. So it'll be an interesting one. Back to the Wanda Metropolitano for. Klopp and his players. Uh, it's an exciting one, but could have been easier. Certainly could have been easier. Um, but I think Liverpool probably got enough to, to get past them over the two legs. They don't score too many goals. Very good defensively, but uh, have lost a little bit maybe since Antoine Griezmann's gone to Barcelona. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to see what happens in, in those two legs. Connor, you wanted Real Madrid. How did you feel when their neighbours came out the? Out yeah, the do you know what? Quite honestly, I wanted Madrid just as Gorsi said to even the score because mm. you know I back Liverpool to beat Real Madrid in knockout football any day of the week at the moment. So that was kind of where my feeling lies with that. But do you know a trip back to the Wanda Metropolitano is going to be the atmosphere is going to be absolutely bouncing, yeah. and I think that will really really help Liverpool. And a couple of things to note about Atletico, although they are a really tough defensive side, they've conceded the least goals in the league of this season as as per usual. Got one of the best defenses in Europe. They, again, as Gorsi said, don't score goals. They've only scored 18 in 17 league games. Um, and that is same with the likes of 17th place Mallorca and things like that. So Liverpool, I think, you know, teams have set up against them this season to frustrate them, which Atletico will do. And they've set up a, in a defensive unit, which Liverpool have had to break down. And time and time again, we've seen Liverpool break them down. And, you know, they probably haven't got quite the quality Atletico have got, but you'd think Liverpool over 180 minutes a game at Anfield will... We'll, get, we'll put a few past them and I don't think they see him scoring many in return It's a good point Connor makes uh, Matt I hadn't really thought of it like that I was going to say styles styles make fights is the, the, the phrase but styles make football matches as well and I thought of this one as a very tough one but as Connor says with that 
that experience for Liverpool, which is almost like a weekly experience for them now, setting up, uh, trying to take on teams that set up in a defensive manner. Will that um, come in handy when the two sides face each other in February and March? I think so. I mean, obviously it's a, a real tough draw to, to come up against, but I think I'd have backed Liverpool against any of those teams, to be honest. I think Atletico are probably, probably the most difficult, but as you say, Liverpool have, have shown over the last few weeks, months, probably probably a year or so now that teams do just sit back and you know put banks of four there and as much as Atletico are probably the best in the world at doing that Liverpool have shown that they can do it against other sides so yeah I think I think Mo Salah and Firmino and, and Mane should have enough to, to get at least one or two goals and, and as Connor said that might just be enough to get Liverpool through Well hopefully um should we move on to Aston Villa? We've got a lot to get through haven't yeah, we? It's a whistle stop yeah. this, I could it? just say yeah. though before we move on I don't think the Influence of the Wanda being back there is going to have it's going to have such a bearing on that game. And I think obviously Liverpool fans when they travel away to anywhere travel in great numbers and, and yeah. go really well. But so many fans if, if we're in Madrid that time, so many fans are going to want to go to this again. They're going to get in there by hook or by crook just because Liverpool lifted there. And I just think it's going to feel almost like a home game just because how how well Liverpool did and how the support was and how that whole vibe was in Madrid when you won the European Cup. And I just think I do think that can't be underestimated really. And I think that will help a lot. Mm. Good point. They are a team in transition. Aren't they are they? indeed. Atletico. I mean, yeah. you, you had a little look at them before, and they've had a high turnover of players, haven't they? Kieran Trippier. Yeah, he spent quite a bit of money in the summer. You know, 113 million pound on Hal Felix and a few other players. Kieran Trippier being one of them. Obviously, losing Griezmann. Of course, he said it's it's kind of a period of where they're just kind of finding their feet again a little bit. I think so. I think Liverpool are playing them at probably a good time. Quite excited about it. I have to admit, I, I, when they came out, I just think it'll be interesting. Liverpool have test themselves against most of Europe's heavyweights haven't they mm, in yeah. recent years and, and they pose a, a very different, different type yeah. of, mm. of threat so um, I also I, I love Diego Simeone he's just one big angry man <laughs> yeah. isn't he? Yeah. And, and having him marching up and down the Anfield touchline is going to be fascinating I've wanted to him see. to come to the Premier League yeah. for years you know yeah. I love his all black suits yeah, as well he looks like a gangster yeah great great character anyway um <laughs> Talking of great characters, Neil Critchley took his um, first proper Liverpool press conference today. Yeah, uh, you were down there, Gorsty. Um What was it like? What did he have to say? It was a quieter room than normal, I suppose. It was, and, and he said uh, we're basically in a no no lose situation here. There's, you know, we're going out there, and no one's expecting us to, to do anything. And um, he, he said, as long as the players are there for each other and stick together then whatever happens will be a successful night for so many young players. The, the biggest game in so many of the... Well, pre, I'd pretty much say every player, biggest game in every player's career who's selected tomorrow night at Villa Park, Carabao Cup quarter-final, representing the Liverpool first team, something new every one of them will have had dreams of, of doing for years. So it's um, it's going to be a, a, a great night for them. Um, the onus isn't on them to win it. I think it's a case of... Uh, make a good account of yourselves and see what happens. Um, there'll be no recriminations and no inquests if Liverpool do go out against you know uh, what's a uh, uh, senior Aston Villa side. They were probably quite safe in the Premier League, aren't they? And, and we'll have serious designs on, on getting to the semi-finals. So, being an interesting one, it's it's one where the fans are going to be right behind them, you know, because it's going to be so many young lads out there for the first time, and they're going to get the backing of the fans who go to Villa Park, and it'll be a bit bit of a an interesting one. Um, Neil Critchy said that you know whatever happens, I, I asked him how much time has he had to prepare his team tactically and, and technically for this because there's been so much uncertainty over who's actually going to be playing in this game because I think most of us thought Nico Williams and Curtis Jones would be involved and they were on the plane to Doha yesterday. So uh, he said 
maybe not as much time as as he would have normally had or liked. But at the end of the day, this is going to be a Liverpool team, and they're going to play in the Liverpool spirit. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, me and Connor are going to be down there at Villa Park, and um, it's going to be a fairly unique game. I'd suggest. Yeah, it is an exciting one, isn't it, Connor? Just because of how different. Um, a lot of pressures, I'd say, on, on Aston Villa tomorrow, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. I think, as Gorsi said there, it's, it's a little bit like a free hit for Liverpool mm, because yeah. nobody in their right mind could expect them to go and win that game. But, you know, they've got some really talented young players. It's going to be difficult. You know, we know Villa spent over £100 million in the summer to come up to the Premier League and, and you know, they're a strong side. And we were talking earlier, weren't we? And it's when you have sort of 16, 17-year-olds and they're always quite as big as you might think they might be. And they're coming up against fully grown men, yeah. athletes, at yeah. the end of the day. And that they Wesley, are still... Wesley's a unit, isn't yeah, he? And they are still growing. But, you know, it's going to be a really exciting glimpse into the future and a chance for these young Liverpool players to really test their mettle against really strong senior yeah. opposition in a, in a game of real magnitude as well. Yeah. It's a League Cup quarter-final. And so... You know, it's that is the interest and the intrigue, but then it's also intriguing just because of how you know Liverpool playing two first team games in under 24 hours, and nobody quite knows what's going to happen. It's just this really interesting game. Yeah, well, Matt, you you watch a lot of the uh, the under 23s and the under 18s. Um, who should we look out for tomorrow? Because it's not even you know in a, you you might usually say Curtis Jones, might you? But he won't be there. You might usually say Nico Williams, but he won't be there. So who else should be? You've got your <laughs> don't try and don't try and slide. You, know, um, you don't have to name the team because we will we will try and name a team yep. yeah, together. Um, no, we'll we'll let you do it later. But who, who do you think we should look out for? Uh, yeah, so as you say, I mean, it's going to be a real interesting night. I think Harvey Elliott is the one that's on yeah. everyone's lips, isn't he? Just. Even though he is so young, it's a, a big opportunity for him to show what he can do and, and sort of take a bit of responsibility, even even though yeah. he's only 16. He's one of those sort of almost the, the more experienced mm -hmm. players in that team. So we'll see how they they get on in terms of in terms of him. But I think probably we're looking at someone like Herbie Kane coming into midfield, I think. Is, is a bit older, Herbie Kane? Yeah, he, he must be about 21 now, I think. Did and well last season League One, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he was at Doncaster yeah. last season, did quite well. Um, I think... You know, he, he's sort of at an age now where if he's not going to make it at Liverpool, this is a, a perfect opportunity to sort of go out and show, say, a championship team, you know, this is what I'm good at, this yeah. is what I can do, and, yeah. and sort of put his name on the map a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of defensively, I know we're going to come on to it later. There's there's very few options. I think Keanu Hoover, Vandenberg are probably going to play. Um, Kelleher as well, I thought he did well yeah, in the previous did. round, yeah. so it'd be interesting to see how he gets on and... Probably the one I'd pick out is, is probably Louis Longstaff. I think he's in with a chance, um, with a, a shortage of options up front. And I think, you know, a nice tricky winger, good on the ball. Again, not not the biggest, not the most physical, but certainly a player that if you get him into the right areas and, and get him just a, a second or two to, to think about things, he can, can find a good pass. So a few different names to, to look out for that we probably haven't seen too much of before. What do you think the average age of this team is going to be? I mean, the, who, who are the younger who are the youngest performers that, that, we're, that we're likely to see? I mean, well, I mean, Harvey Elliott's only 16, isn't he? Um, there's going to be pro probably Pedro Kiravella, I think, will probably play. He must be, what, 20, he's older, isn't he? 22 he's now. He's so. him, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, he'll, he'll bring it up. But, I mean, the average, is, it's got to be... It's going to be the teens, isn't it? It's got to be 18, 19, hasn't it? Yeah. The two Leightons, were they, they both play Leighton Stewart and Leighton Clark? Um, I was at the academy on Saturday afternoon and both of them played 90 minutes for the under-23s. Um, so I would imagine 
they'd be on the bench rather than starting. Yeah. Um, I think they probably would have come off a little bit earlier if yeah. they had this game in mind. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see with, with so many... Well, yeah. So few options to choose from it that there's probably a good chance they'll come off the bench. Was it Leighton Stewart that was in training with Liverpool's first Clarkson. team? Leighton Clarkson. Leighton Clarkson. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, yeah. a very, very yeah, d- diminutive midfielder, um, great passing ranger. I was I was like watching him actually, but I was in Salzburg last week for the away for youth game and for 70 minutes Liverpool were really up against it against a Salzburg team who were you know did look like men, you know, f- mm. very physical, very strong and quick and athletic and. It was a little bit of a worry, thinking how was how are the, this, these lads going to react when they play Aston Villa next week? And to be fair, they stuck in, they they, they dug in, and, and from somewhere they've managed to pull it back to two two, and they've actually won the game with the last kick of the go- last kick of the game, literally the last kick. Um, and Neil Critty said today that the mentality that Jurgen Klopp has kind of fostered in his first team that seeps down to the under twenty threes, and, and they've got a similar type of thing. So hopefully. It's going to be a case of they're not just going to get turned over, you know, yeah. five and sixes, and then they will make a good account of themselves and, and see how far that might take them on the night. I suppose, Connor, that that is the one thing they need to avoid, isn't it? They, they don't want to be thrashed and embarrassed um, in front of the, the, the watching world, do they? Yeah, certainly so. Um, and it is again; it's just as of course you said, it's about making a good account of themselves. And you know, as Matt Wright said as well, for people like Herbie Kane, it might be a chance to put themselves in the shop windows, you like. But they've got a few really highly rated players, like Leighton Clarkson, for example, might not start, but you know, he's a couple of years probably of where they would even expect him to be. Um, Kelleher, really highly rated by the goalkeeping staff at Liverpool. You know, these lads are in and around the first team training at Melwood, so you know they'll be used to that. You know, they're coming up against Liverpool senior team in training and pitting themselves against them. So I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be absolutely fine when they come to it. And you know, they've they've dug in so many times already this season to come back from losing positions and things. So you know, they're used to it, and that mentality they've got will certainly serve them well. Well, Gorsi, everyone knows that the Carabao Cup is the greatest competition in the history of football, but. <laughs> Liverpool have won it, I think, seven times. Um, I, I, do correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but I think seven times. And they've never won the Club World Cup. There's been some suggestion today. Uh, Ian Ladyman in the mail, um, highly respected football reporter, says that they should have overlooked the Carabao Cup. Uh, sorry, the, the Club World Cup sent the kids there and and gone all in on the Carabao Cup, and that Liverpool fans would have wanted to have seen Jurgen Klopp do that. Look, I'm you know I'm not digging out Ian Ladyman, but I think he's got that one wrong, hasn't he? Yeah. Most most Liverpool fans and I, as I said, Carabao Cup is the greatest cup competition in the world in world football. But I want to see them win the Club World Cup. I'm yeah. sure yeah. all three of you two do as well. So yeah, it's a competition Liverpool have never ever won in their history. There are 46 major honours, and the Club World Cup is not amongst them. Which yeah. shows you that this is a, an opportunity that doesn't come along every year for Liverpool. It's two games. It's one that they're certainly expected to win on Wednesday against Monterey, the Mexican side and then puts them in the final on Saturday night against Flamengo, probably, which is likely to be a, a, a glamorous tie, isn't it, when you think of, of how big they are in Brazilian football against um, a Carabao Cup competition that's only in the quarterfinals and they've still got to play four times before they could win it. So, for me, it's a no-brainer to send the senior stars to Qatar and come back as world champions and push on and try and win the Premier League. Um, but There's no... There's no debate there for me, personally. It's not even just the fans, is it? You think how much Klopp and those boys yeah. will be the first players, the first manager yeah. to lift that trophy. They'll be, they'll be chomping at the bit to win that. You know, They will be the first, they will be the only trophy that has ever won in the club's history. You know, The illustrious history that Liverpool have. So, yeah, it's an absolute no-brainer. Whether you think that the Club World Cup matters 
isn't, you know, uh, some people don't, don't think it's worth the paper it's written on, but the chance to say you're world champions, I mean, the Carabao Cup is the greatest cup competition in the history of football, <laughs> but the more you rather, say it, the more than say, yeah, rather than say you're Carabao Cup champions, the chance to say you're world champions, you don't want to pass that up, do you? Well, no, exactly. I mean, this isn't something that you can go for every year. Liverpool could win the Carabao Cup next year if they really wanted to. I mean, mm. this is a, an opportunity that, that doesn't come around too often. I think it's, is it four times that they've played in it before mm. and not won it? So, I don't know. I mean, I, I also think, to be honest, with, with the Carabao Cup, as much as you, you joke about it, I mean, if Liverpool uh, won you, it... Sorry, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. It is the greatest cup competition in the history of football. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, if Liverpool won it, would anybody, ap- apart from yourself, Joe, would, would anybody really care? That much? I think they would, Matt. I think <laughs> I think a lot of people care. I think if you you're well, asking Liverpool fans to prioritise trophies this season, they would probably say last. Well, they probably wouldn't even think about the FA Cup, and then they would say <laughs> Champions League, <laughs> Club World Cup, Premier League, out in front, Carabao Cup, wouldn't they? I, I would have to disagree. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting point you raised, though, in what you just said. If Liverpool really did want to win the League Cup next year put all their eggs in one basket they could go out and win the league cup yeah. Yeah, for definite yeah. and they might not be playing in the world cup club world cup for five six seven ten years you never know so i think you know it makes total sense doesn't it so that's, absolutely that's, that's sorry Matt. last sorry. time the pool were in this competition was 2005 which shows you that it's not something that, that's even not even like a world cup where it's every four years you have to be the best team in europe to even have a sniff of it so the pool for me you've got to put all their eggs in, in that Qatar basket this week it is exciting, isn't it? I mean, I, you hear a lot about teams like Flamengo and even even Monterey, and you hear about players that they've got, but you don't you don't ever get to see them, do you? No. And you never get to see Liverpool, even in pre-season friendlies, test yeah. themselves because yeah. the season seasons fall at different times, don't they? Test themselves against these teams. So, I mean, that in itself, I'm fascinated. I, I can't wait to watch it. And I, I remember watching the one in 2005, and and yeah, being like really bought into this. Tournament in, in, in Japan, Japan and, yeah. and, and just thinking how much different it is. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Connor, the players are there now. They, they did their first open training session today. Uh, no sign of Virgil van Dijk, but um, no, no reason to be concerned. Well, it doesn't seem so. Um, as I wrote in a piece on the Echo website, Anfield sources remain tight lipped about what it might actually be, but. You know, we have an understanding that he's not injured, he's not suffering with an injury, which is obviously positive. Um, it will be a blow if he's not available to play Monterey, but look, Liverpool have got super talented players and that's why they brought out you know, a squad of 20 so they can replace and chop and change should they need to. And a Mexican side in Monterey shouldn't need Van Dijk to be in the heart of defence to stop them scoring. Saying that though, who, Matt, would they play? I mean, they're, they're going to fly uh, Kijana Hoover and... Um, and Set Vandenberg by the looks of things out and to Elliot the tournament well, and Elliot, yeah, out to the tournament immediately after the Carabao Cup game. But if Van Dijk for any reason doesn't play on Wednesday, who the hell are they going to play at centre half? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea to be honest, because I mean, my initial reaction would have been, you know, one of the midfielders would be Gino and Eldon could could go back there, but of course he's injured as well. Um, he's done it. Well, it was Chan, wasn't it? I'm thinking of did he no, play in the back three? He played Brighton, yeah. Milner Henderson. Someone would fill in, wouldn't they? James well, Milner. In an ideal mm. world, you would you would move to to a back three to protect that player who's out of position, but they, have, they haven't got the luxury of doing that. Have two they? midfielders then mm. in the back yeah. three, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think James Milner would would probably end up doing it just because he does there's nobody else, else and he's, yeah. he, he's played everywhere else, so why yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. he'd probably do it quite well, wouldn't yeah. he? Knowing oh, James yeah. Milner, he's a really solid game, yeah. and yeah. he'd end up finishing the season playing every game <laughs> centre half. Van Dijk on the bench, Gomez and Milner the rest of the season. So, Gorsi, tell us all about how Monterey play. They <laughs> <laughs> get wired, plenty of patience, yeah. wide areas. And yeah. um, uh, also, I will ask Matt because he, Matt, you did a little bit of research on Monterey. I um, did yesterday. Um, got some slightly familiar faces. A, 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 um, a brother, a familiar of a former face. Everton player, and, and uh, Victor Jansen, who used to play for Tottenham. Vincent Jansen, Vincent yes. Jansen. Uh, oh. Although I do believe Thank he is a doubt for the game through injury, so oh, right. he, okay. he may not be playing. Uh, but yes, yeah, certainly. Um, one name that the Liverpool fans will be familiar with, and Funes Mori's brother as well, yeah. twin brother twin of that. Ramiro Funes Mori, <laughs> formerly of Everton. Is it Rodrigo? Uh, uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, and he yeah. scores. He scores a few goals. Does he's a centre forward? He is. He's a centre forward. He's actually been keeping Janssen out of the side anyway. Yeah. Um, Janssen's been coming off the bench even when he's not been injured. So. Yeah. It, it does go to show that they've got a little bit of depth in that squad. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they get on. Um, Are they like a force to be reckoned with in Mexico? Are they not? Like, did they, did they win it at a canter? Or? They actually struggled in their league. They, they only only just got into... Well, they have a sort of strange system over in Mexico where they have, I think, 16 teams in the league. If you come in the top eight, you then go into a, a sort of Champions League-style mm. thing. So they just about scraped into eighth position but they've made the final of the knockout stage of their league. Right, so okay. even though they're eighth, they could still end up winning Good at their title. Football. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh, how much we read into that, I don't know. Um, but yeah, they seem to have struggled a little bit, but more recently I think they've gone 14 or 15 games without defeat now, so they're, they're in decent run since their new coach came in. Mexican football expert Matt yes. there. thank you very much I don't know much but 14 <laughs> matches on the yeah. I don't even know what colour they play in the other night Vincent Janssen doesn't get a look in yeah. fancy Connor to get in ahead of him to be honest yeah I mean, he, it says one thing doesn't it when you leave the Premier League go all the way to Mexico and you still, <laughs> still, <laughs> still can't get in the team yeah it hasn't worked out for him uh, ok so I suppose we should um, go through our teams and try and pick some teams for each tournament. Um, let's start with the, the greatest cup competition in the world, football. Sorry, the history of world football, the Carabao Cup. Paul, well, everyone, Keller and goal is what we, we know will happen. Um, right back? Keanu Hoover. Well, do you don't think he plays centre-half? I don't think Liverpool have got a second like right back to, to play no. ahead of him. I think it's going to have to be Boys and Vandenberg at centre-back, isn't it? Boys and Valor, everyone go along with that? Yeah, well, we spoke about it before, didn't yeah. we? And Matt suggested boys. I I had Hoover and I had Vandenberg in the middle together because I know that is Hoover's kind of natural position where he can play on the right, but you just think you would just the lack of options at fullback, yeah. he's, he's just going to have to play right yeah. back, isn't he? Morgan Boys is a young French international. Is that right? French? I don't think so. I think he's Who's Welsh. Comento. Oh, no, Comento is the French international. Yeah, yeah. France, Wales. Not yeah. that much difference, is it? <laughs> Billy Cometio could actually could actually be an option. I know he's he's very young. I think he's still only sixteen, but yeah, very yeah. physical, very tall, yeah. strong. So, yeah, possibly he could come in. But he, he has made a couple of mistakes this season. Yeah. So, yeah. Tony Gallagher left back. Yeah, I think we, we, as we said before, I think Looking it's going to have to be his paper again. Yeah, <laughs> going to have to be Tony Gallagher. If Larucci, <clears throat> we understand Larucci's going to make the bench. That's the word from. Ah, right, okay. Um, but. You know, if he's there, he 
could possibly play. It just depends. You know, he he would be one of the most senior names in that side. Yeah. He's played a couple of games for Liverpool, haven't he? So he's played further forward as well. He's played yeah. pretty much every position. On, yeah, well, he's, he came as a winger, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And then they moved him to left back. And he's he's a decent defender. I've, I've watched him a couple of times, and he, he's good. But you'd, you'd think if he's got a chance of playing, he can play. He's, he's going to be in the team. Yeah, the lack yeah. of option. But yeah, if he's not, then it's got to be Gallagher. Hasn't he's, it? he's actually been playing up front quite yeah. a lot recently. Yeah. He's so, nine, um, he? he's, yeah. he's played all over the pitch. I'm not sure when the last time was he actually played left back, but you know, if he, if he has to, I'm sure he can. Yeah. Okay. So so midfield then, um, Herbie Kane, Pedro, Chiri, Vela, both of them yeah. to be in the team. Yeah, I think probably Elijah Dixon Bonner would be the favourite to join yeah. them in a the midfield three at the minute. But which is the double-barrelled surname lad that they signed from Arsenal? Which is the double-barrelled um, surname? As a Christy Davis, he yeah. plays a little bit further forward. I'd yeah. like to see Leighton Clarkson play. I mean, I was like watching him. Just wonder if he's a little bit too small too to small. handle that. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a good player. So, but it'd be a three-man midfield. I would expect so. I mean, Christy Christy Davis has been been injured for a little while, but he is slightly older. I think he's twenty-two now. So, yeah. potentially to go with a a little bit more experience, if you can call it that, then yeah. possibly would go with him. Okay, front three then. Um, a possibility of Larucci, Harvey Elliott will certainly be in there. Well, Ryan Brewster's going to be assessed because he's got an ankle injury, which has come at the worst possible time for everyone connected with Liverpool, really. Uh, he would have been probably one of the leaders of that team, wouldn't he? So hopefully he's okay and he can slot into that number nine role. Because if not, I've no idea who it's going to be, to be honest. Yeah, you um, speak about players leading the line for teams, don't you? He would certainly have been in that yeah. position, you know, to lead Liverpool out and to lead Liverpool from the front, press high. But he'd be a big, big miss if he doesn't play. So you've got to, got to hope. Yeah, and then you're looking at Leighton Stewart, who's... Scores goals. He does, but he's, what, 16, is yeah. he? Yeah, so it's a difficult one. Uh, Harvey Alley, you'd imagine, will start. Um, another chance to see him in action. I know he, he, he always kind of catches the eye, doesn't he? Um He's a confident young lad, isn't he? Yeah, Harvey yeah, Elliott. Yeah. I've seen yeah. him taking the penalty the other Takes night. And, um, yeah. yeah but, well, who have you got on your piece of paper? Uh, so, Brewster, <laughs> hopefully, if he makes it. Oh, Harvey cheap. Elliott as well. And Louis Longstaff as well. Oh, Louis Longstaff, yeah. Longstaff, Probably yeah. the most likely out of those uh, that, you know, to, to fill that third spot. But we will see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, let's have a. Let's have a well, uh, first of all, you two taking your kits. We might as well bring our boots yeah, yeah, do you know what? I've recovered from a really serious hand injury over the last yeah, six months, yeah. so, you know, I'm Go, available. You know what, Gorsi? He's like, you're the man to play centre-forward, and <laughs> yeah. then they'll, they'll put him at centre-half. Give me the number nine shirt. Yeah. Bring yeah. the average age right up. Yeah. <laughs> Double it. Um, <laughs> right, uh, predictions then. Um, it is, I know this is almost pointless because it's very difficult to predict, but I think they'll make a good account themselves tomorrow. If Aston Villa play the, the regular team, you know, the likes of Grealish and... Carlos Sanchez and Wesley and Carlos whoever else. And yeah, um, it's difficult to, to see how how this young, inexperienced Liverpool side they're going to come away without a defeat. Um, not admit that's not being defeatist. I think that's just being realistic, and they'll all they'll all have earned so much more respect yeah. before kickoff. But yeah, I can't really see them winning this one. I am probably the most optimistic person I know, and I'm going to say I hope Liverpool will score. I, I think they will. I think they might lose sort of three, four, three, one, and, and and I know four, one sounds awful, but I, oh. I think four, one in the circumstances and depending on how they play can be respectable. Yeah, I think I think probably three, one is, is yeah. a fairly likely scoreline. I think if Liverpool keep keep it to no more than two goals that they lose by, I think they'll take massive confidence from that. But right, imagine, imagine if they do win, 
the scenes at Villa Park be, tomorrow night fantastic. Will be unbelievable. And there's a chance, isn't there? Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, that, one game, ninety minutes. You never know. You never, never know. Look at. I mean, if you look at the the previous round, Liverpool's team against Arsenal was far less inexperienced than uh, far, far more experienced sorry, than Arsenal's team, and they. I thought they were the better side throughout most of the night, yeah. and and got through on penalties and. In, a, in what was a crazy game and, and it, it, if they inject a bit of that craziness into oh, it you never know never do you? Know. Yeah I mean it's. I think the fans going to Villa Park are going to be behind this Liverpool team more than yeah. they will have been for well since probably the Champions League final but it's just it's rarely people go into a game as a, as a rank underdog so it'll be interesting to see how it kind of develops Yeah okay let's um, let's pick our team and make our prediction for the second game of the week then Um the, game of the 24 hours. The 24 <laughs> hours, I should say, yeah. Um, Monterey on, on Wednesday night. Um, Alisson in goal. Of course. Of course. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back. You don't think there's any chance that he would rotate slightly for this one? Or do you think it will just no, be... No, I think he's going for it. He's, he's taking everybody out there. I think he's going for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he could, because I think Liverpool shouldn't have too much, too, too much in the way of, of an issue getting past Monterey, even if he did make mm. you know five or six changes. Milner could play left-back, maybe. Um might be the centre back. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, so, so we think that the back four will be the back four that turned out against Watford. I would imagine right. so. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Who's in midfield then? Um, probably James Milner. If he's not needed elsewhere, I can see him getting a game. I would imagine Jordan Henderson will play. Yeah. Um, and then obviously with Wijnaldum out, I think Cater plays. Cater probably Kata will plays. come back yeah. in. He could he could go for Oxide Chamberlain, but he could also put him in the front line as well. Yeah. Yeah, he could. I mean, I think it's either a toss up between Cater or Oxlade Chamberlain, isn't it? I don't think there's gonna to be too many games where he plays both. Um I'd I'd go with Cater just because of the, the form he's been in. Yeah, yeah. And then usual front three. I'd be tempted to start a Rigi, you know. Really? If one of them ahead of Firmino maybe. You just I think he's been a little bit out of form of late, might be a little bit tired, played a lot of football if you think about the Copper America in the summer as well. Mm. Hasn't had any real break mm-hmm. since he's broken into the Brazil side. And yeah, I think I'd maybe just give him give him a rest of put Rigi in. Hopefully save him for the final sort yeah. of thing. Mm. Fair enough. Um okay, predictions. Um four nil. Four nil? Three nil maybe. Three nil. Yeah, three nil. I I'm gonna say two 0 I think it might take them a little while to get to grips, different style, different like part of the world they'd be playing but yeah um, well there you go so um, hopefully hopefully they'll progress and this fixture chaos continues and we just have (laughs) 68 games in January (laughs) Um, and we can do a pod every every day 15 hours or whatever (laughs) right um, that's your lot for today Um, we'll be back on Friday where we'll be talking about these two games and um, and plenty more besides see you then you've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo